I am Elle Penelope, author of Epic Fantasy and Paranormal Romance, and welcome to My Imaginary Friends, a look behind the scenes of an author mapping the worlds in my head and making them a reality. Hello, friends. Today is Sunday, December 5th, 2021, and this is episode 148 of My Imaginary Friends. I'm Leslie. So this week's best thing is collaboration and inspiration. Um, I finally had the needle drop on this new book idea that I've been working on for the past couple of months. So I had the kernel of this idea, and I've been trying to find the actual story and the characters. So it was like basic premise popped into my head, and I didn't have characters or plot, which actually happens to me pretty often. So I started just brainstorming and doing research about all the different aspects that interested me about the idea. And this is the one I'm calling Codename Merman, which does not have any merman in it. It's just, that is what I'm thinking of. I probably will change the codename because uh, I don't want people to really think that I'm being coy. Like, no, there's there's no merman. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been kind of struggling with trying to... to create an actual story and 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 worried that I wouldn't be able to do it in time. Um, so this is the second Orbit book, which is going to be due sometime next year um, and come out in 2023. And since these are both standalone books, you know, I wasn't doing a sequel of The Monsters We Defy. It's not based on anything else. I had this other idea before, but then, you know, um, I talked about this before when I was on vacation, I think in October, I I had this kind of brainstorm and I'm like, ooh, that would make a really good book too, because it's in the vein of the monsters we defy in terms of it, of in terms of it being um historical fantasy based on real black history, I guess you could say. But I'm taking it in a very different direction. So I don't even think it takes place in the same world. I'm trying to figure out if it could be in that world. And just a part of the world that those characters don't know anything about, which is possible, but I'm not going to push for that. There's not really going to be any overlap in the stories. I mean, I say that now, like, who knows? I haven't written a thing yet, but I'm still in the the, the beginning levels of, of fleshing it out. But what happened was um, I have my mastermind every week with two of my author friends, and we got together in person. And um, my spotlight, so a lot of times masterminds have a hot seat, we call it a spotlight, was the story. And so they listened to me as I kind of rambled on about my ideas, which they've heard some some of before over the past couple of months. But we, we really just sat down and talked it through. They gave some ideas um, about things that I was saying that interested them, which is always interesting for me to hear. Because, you know, I, it's so big right now. This is all about narrowing it down. I've got 15 different possibilities and things I'm interested in. And I've been researching various aspects of all these different things that I'm trying to figure out how to bring together. So hearing someone else say, well, this is the thing that interests me and I would love to see this. And that sounds really cool. Kind of helps, you know, it helps me narrow things down. Also, I talked about a theme last week, um, you know, just that theme brainstorming, trying to figure out what, what I'm interested in and what I want to say. And, you know, the other part of it is what do I want to read? You know, we're always trying to write the stories we want to read. You know, I, I know the things I don't want to read about. And so thinking about, okay, this, this story in any time you are talking about real life black history in the early 20th century, early to mid, I guess, I don't know exactly what year it's going to be yet, but 
there's a lot of black pain, right? And I don't want to write about that. But I want to be truthful about our history, but still write a story that is not dark and heavy and painful in that way. Um, so yeah, these are all the things that I'm juggling and thinking about. And as I'm creating these characters, they might have like tragic histories or dark, difficult, you know, backstories and wounds. But the story that I'm telling in the present is informed by that, but doesn't, that's not the story, you know? But I really finally got a handle on characters and story. And so we did the sort of live session brainstorming. Talking things out with people is always really helpful. I've, I've always found that again and again. When I get stuck, I call somebody um, and I talk it through. And that's why it's good to have people who know what I'm going through, like know the story as it's being built. Sometimes that can backfire because like one of my friends is like, oh, well, I thought you were doing this. And I was like, oh, no, that was last week. And I've totally changed into this. So you talk things through with people and they will remember certain things or the things that they're the most interested in that I might not be that interested in. And that I've seen that be like, oh, well, I thought that this story was X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yeah, six months ago it was, but then I went through all these things and now it's uh, LMNOP. No one ever uses LMNOP. You use ABC and X, Y, Z. I think we should start using the middle of the alphabet. So I feel really good about it. I got home that night and um, I picked up my remarkable tablet because I wanted to write by hand. And this has been a part of the process lately too. I, I do have a notebook and I could write in the notebook, but somehow it hurts my arm and hand less to handwrite on the tablet. I don't know. It could be in my head. But I wrote like eight pages. I just wrote down this is, could be what happens. And I was telling myself the story by hand, just a basic outline. And then at a certain point, I would be like, oh no, what if this happened instead? And so just keep writing. I just kept writing notes and notes. And that's when it really starts to come together. So I have a, a basic framework, you know, that will need to be revised over and over and over again. I'm still thinking about antagonists and and the fantasy elements and the magic system and all of those things are not anywhere like conceived of. Like the basics are there. But yeah, so it's like, how do you turn a kernel of an idea into an actual book one day? Like the first thing is turning it into a story and characters. So I'm, I'm still deep in the process, but I really had a like a breakthrough from talking to my mastermind partners and then also, things I've been doing besides research, I've gotten several books from the library. I'm listening to three audiobooks at the same time right now. I'm kind of going round robin. I've been reading a couple of fiction books that I think are in the same vein. I mean, they're very different stories, but they have aspects of a similar-ish premise. And so I kind of, one, want to read them to make sure I'm not doing something that's already been done. And two, just to see how they handle it. And it's it's not not anything like I am going to be handling it, but it's, it's nice to know what's out there. Um, yeah, so I'm listening to several audiobooks, nonfiction. I've got a couple of other nonfiction physical books that I got from the library that I'm going through. Another thing I try to do is find like a model story, structure-wise, more so than anything else. Like, it helps if it's in a similar genre, but um, find something that has the kind of structure that I'm looking for. So with my heist novel... There's plenty of heist movies and novels and everything. And I was doing all of that heist research, trying to get the structure together. With this story, it's not as clear cut. I watched Stardust last night, which is 
I love. I, it's one of my favorite movies. It's definitely probably my favorite fantasy romance movie. And I've seen it countless times. And I was looking really at the structure because obviously my story is nothing like Stardust. But I'm trying to find the antagonist. And it's really interesting. Now, I haven't read the book Stardust. But, um, you know, the movie has several layers of antagonism. There's a MacGuffin that is an object that, you know, some of the characters are searching for. And the, the MacGuffin, which is this amulet, is on the neck of Claire Danes' character, who is the star that falls. And there's another, you know, antagonist who wants Claire Danes, who wants the star. And then there's a whole other subplot with um, the main character's mother. And it's such a wonderful movie because everything comes together perfectly. Everything is linked and is tight. And it doesn't feel like a coincidence. You know, either the world is small enough that it makes sense that these characters interact and know each other. And the inciting incident, you know, links them together. But also there was that undercurrent. I don't know, I'm not trying to spoil Stardust, but if you haven't seen Stardust, you should watch it. Um, but you have these multiple forces of antagonism, you have these multiple subplots, and they all, by the end, come together so tight that it's really an achievement in writing, you know? Um, I guess I should read the book to see how different it is and how, if that's what the book is like, or if that's what the screenwriters did, because they just make everything come together so perfectly. And I'm thinking, can I do something like that? Right now, I've got story characters, I've got goals. I'm, I'm working on antagonism, forces of antagonism, and trying to figure that out. If I could have multiple ones and then have them come together like that, that would be really cool. So in that way, the story is nothing like Stardust, but can I take some of that structure, that feeling that it gives me when I watch it, you know, and everything comes together like that? I'm going to see what I can do there. I think that would be fun to try. I also think about, you know, with these new stories, what is a new challenge I can set for myself? What is something I haven't done before that I can try with this book? At one point I was thinking, should I do a mystery? I've done like a mystery novella. Um, Breath of Dust and Dawn is a mystery. And I would like to do another mystery. I don't know if this is the book or not. I'm, I'm so far, it's not exactly a mystery. I'm thinking more of a puzzle. Another thing I did was I brought out the story engine cards again, because you can do, you can kind of build characters and character conflicts with those in addition to the main conflict. So, you know, picking random cards and just seeing like what word sparks me, you know, those cards have like four options. So you can turn the card any of the four sides and there's a different word, a different prompt. Sometimes I pick a card, I look at the first three, I'm like, oh, they have that fourth word. Hmm. What if I did that? It can spark something. It's just using randomness to spark your um, imagination and creativity, all of that. So I'm literally throwing everything at the wall <laughs> to put, to build this plot and these characters, but it's starting to pay off, you know? I'm really still steeped in the research. I've got a lot of great ideas from, from the research that I'm doing, things I never would have thought of, and that could be really important. That's why I really do like to find a story from the research. I think that served me well in The Monsters We Defy and, and again here when I'm doing these kinds of real world, historically set books or stories. Another thing I did was check my id list. So there is um, a talk I saw at RWA, I think there's articles, this woman who's a, I believe she's a psychologist, talked about writing your id list, everything that you love in stories, every little thing that you love in stories, write it down. So I, I've done that exercise. And it, are those things that I can put in my stories? 
So some of the things that are on my id list, um, a hero secretly pining for the heroine the whole time, where the heroine is ignorant of his love, strong women who stand up for themselves, um, a hero with a code that he sticks by, fake relationships, star-crossed lovers, secret royalty. You see where this is going. So I guess I guess I do put some of those things into my books. Um, I'm just doing a little bit of everything, round-robin style, which is kind of the way I do everything. Like I plot round-robin style. I, I, I do characters that way. I kind of, you know, start doing one thing and then follow the random offshoots. It'll lead me here. And then I'll read an article and I'll link to this and I'll watch a YouTube video and I'll buy a book and I'll see if this is in the library and I'll go here. And it's just, that is, I'll spend hours doing that and just following where that thread, you know, that rabbit hole. And I think, I think it's time well spent. I mean, it seems to be the process. I'm all about following my process, even if it's that kind of drives me crazy and it sounds crazy and it's very difficult to describe without sounding a little bit manic, but, um, that's how it's been going. And it's working out in its own way. So hopefully by the end of this month, I will have a synopsis that I can send uh, to my editor and then next year be writing this book. That is the goal. In other writing news, short story is done. It's with a couple of readers. I've already gotten feedback from my brother, which was really helpful. And I will be turning that in in a couple of days. I don't know exactly when the anthology comes out, but I will be sure to keep you posted. Um, I'm really, really happy with the way that story turned out. I love it. The only problem is it makes me want to write more in that world. Like, it seems like it's the start of something else that I don't know when I would write another one, but it might be a good palate cleanser between other projects. So we'll see what happens. Other news, uh, in the Savage City audiobook world, I did get an offer for the audiobook for the Savage City trilogy, which is what I'm self-publishing. And um, so that, that'll be announced at some point once I sign the contract, I'm sure. We're looking at a late March potential publication date for everything. So ebook, print, audiobook, day and date, all the same time. That's the goal. That was always the goal, and it looks like it's going to be a reality. So I'm very excited about that. Once... Um, I should be getting the book back from the copy editor very, very soon. I need to actually email my proofreader to make sure that she has time to proofread it. And yeah, that'll be off my plate. Um, maybe a January cover reveal. I do want enough time to do some promo for it. I don't know what that's going to look like yet. I haven't even thought about promo. <laughs> I'm excited to actually read it again and go through the copy edits because I've taken out this time, this month or so away from it. And hopefully I still really like it the next time I read it. <laughs> I, I'm sure I will. I It's never happened yet that I've hated it when it came back from copy edits. Like, by that time, I should be more confident about it. It is the way. Still have a lot on my plate. I'm starting to feel a little bit stressed about it because, you know, writing, the vagaries of writing are hitting me. I'm working on this other proposal for this 1830s project and... I actually took the whole week off. I didn't work on it much this week. I did. I worked on it a little bit. Maybe not the whole week. I took several days off. So I really need to hit the ground running this week. I need to really hit the ground running on this fairy tale short story also. So I will be writing two things at the same time. Technically revising the proposal and fast drafting the fairy tale. But I don't actually have an outline for the fairy tale yet. So it took a couple of days to do an outline I think I want to do it just the way that I did the short story, the time travel short story, which was 
I, d- I spent some time, um, I, I had the premise. I did, I did a loose outline and then I found it when I was writing it. And then I did a heavy revision. And so that seems like that might work again while I'm revising this other thing. So you can see why I'm starting to get a little bit stressed out. But I'm still excited about this project. It's just, am I tired? I don't feel like I'm edging burnout. Um, I do feel decision fatigue. I feel a lot of decision fatigue. And I know that can be that can be scary and and make things more difficult. So maybe I'll take a few days off from this codename Merman project just to focus on these other ones and let that sit. Because having time away is always really good from for these kind of decision making. I do need the time away. I need to, I need the focus time and time away. Kind of alternating seems to to work well with me. So yeah, it's probably a good idea to just get a little bit of space. I've gotten really good work so far. Get some more space. Come back in a week. See what's been happening behind the scenes in my subconscious because something something good's happening there. I'll figure something out and then focus on these other things for a while. Oh, and I need to finish my Christmas shopping, which I realized I thought I had done it all early because of all of the supply chain and shipping and all of the foolishness that's happening. I'm like, did I finish though? I don't think I did. Oh, one more announcement. If you're going to be at DISCON in Washington, D.C. from uh, December 15th to the 19th, 2021, I will be doing one event. I am doing a coffee clutch on Thursday, December 16th. I believe it's 5.30 p.m. So if you will be there, I think you can sign up on site. I'm going to only be at DISCON for two days, just for logistical reasons. But as I'm not on any panels, just doing the coffee clutch. And if you'd like to have a small group conversation and you're going to be there, check it out. I will put it on my um, events page on my website. So check that out. And that is it for me for this week. I hope that you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. For episode show notes and to sign up for the footnotes newsletter and get the show notes in your inbox, go to myimaginaryfriendsshow.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and watch the video episodes on YouTube. I would really appreciate a rating or review to help support the show. And My Imaginary Friends is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more fantastic podcasts, go to frolic.media slash podcasts.